And we are live. Wait. I don't know if we're live. It says... Hey, everybody. I don't know what happened. Um, it said we were... It was reconnecting. And I thought it cut us off. And then it kind of did a weird thing. But anyways... Welcome to a very weird episode of This Uncanny Earth, starting off crazy. I don't know what happened there for a second. I, I muted us and brought us back. To me. It, it's going to be a weird beginning, so just kind of, if you can blow past that. It's the voodoo. It's the voodoo episode, I think. I think we were cursed by Baron Samedi, the holder of life and death. I didn't <sighs> I didn't share my whiskey with him, obviously. See, and that's why, we're, that's why we can't have nice things, because of this guy. As always, yeah. I'm your host, Robert Solomon. With me, the non-whiskey-sharing, voodoo-hex-carrying spider, everybody. Yes. But, you know, I, it's fair this time, because I don't have whiskey. I've got Guinness. And you know what? I'm going to just do a 15-second, because you know what happened? I think I understand why. Because we haven't given St. Germain his props in weeks. Oh, you know what? Yeah, I, I, that would be a curse. That would definitely be a curse right Let's there. solve the curse with St. Germain's 15-second round of applause. <laughs> Let's go! There it is. There it is. We're sorry, Count. We don't mean to... One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Seven different kinds of voodoo. And I'm really only going to get so much on voodoo. Oh, I started looking it up. Because it says reconnecting yet again. So I don't know if any of this is actually, like, recording. A circle, and it says reconnecting. Hmm. Hmm. Uh, yeah, it says the broadcast was terminated, but will be available again in a few minutes. Oh, good. Is it is it still doing, like, a time countdown? No. No, it's working. It's just, like, doing... We're still counting down. Like the the actual timer, it's still counting down. So it can't be my internet, because it never Let does. Here, sorry, folks. This must be an episode about voodoo. We've turned into an episode about technical errors. <laughs> this is odd. Yeah, I mean, it it does show us live here. I can't listen to it separately at the moment because I don't want to mess up the uh, the stream here. If anybody can listen with some headphones and let us know if we're like coming in and out, that'd be fantastic. But no, I mean like my internet bars are good. I don't have any like collapsing internets. Um, it, it's always been pretty good. Yeah, like it's doing it right now. It's doing the reconnecting thing. But the time flooding down in uh... had some some pretty heavy thunderstorms either last night or the night before. Like the night before last, I think it was thunder right over the house. Like it was definitely uh, we were thunder central right here so if anybody if this episode because it just said reconnecting again i don't know it, i think it's the speaker software um if anybody has issues with this episode we'll uh we'll work through it we'll figure it out and we'll uh we'll work through it i don't know if we need to we'll do a do over too like i mean we can there's enough material for it we could do oh, yeah. voodoo like two or three weeks in a row if we really needed to so for sure yeah but but on. i don't i don't think so i think it's been i think it's good it's, Okay, I'm gonna give you the exact date. I'm coming over to uh, to rob you. I think Spider's gonna be ready for that. I think oh yeah, I'd be, I'd be more than ready. I'm gonna just get all the landmines up front, get the tripwires <laughs> ready, and uh, check them twice. And uh, all right, I'm ready for you. Come on by. Come on through. 
Um, so, so don't be that person. I, I don't want to read about you getting shot. I don't want to read about you getting killed. Uh, be smart and understand this is a big joke. It's a big thing. And no, it's not to take your eyes off of whatever else is going on. We have brains. You can you can do two things at once. Um, so don't uh, you know? I've seen a lot of that too. Oh, Area Fifty One's a big cover up for for such and such and thing and such and for such the Epstein thing. thing. For the Epstein thing. I didn't not want to bring that up. Like I didn't want to mention it. Stuff. I did not. No, want to I'm not going to even like. Uh, I'm not going to explain it. If people want to know what it is, right. look it up in the media. It's everywhere. Just like so. This is just to give some explanation for people who are wondering. Oh, okay. Um, cause that in itself is a good conspiracy theory episode, but that's not what we're doing this week. So it's not this week's good episode. And that dude's a scumbag. I'll just leave it at that. So, oh yeah, hopefully, hopefully yeah. he gets a good old, hopefully they, they air him out a little bit, put a couple holes in him, you know, make sure he can, he can, he's drained of his blood. He's a scumbag. So, like but anyways, a vampire, no, 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 hopefully by a bunch of Dracula can come by tonight. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, I just want to tell you folks out there, please do not go to Area 51. Just do do us do us at this uncanny earth a solid and don't do it. Okay? Don't do that. Don't don't go storming Area 51. <laughs> get shot. Die. I don't want to see that. You know, I do not want to see that, so you know. But back on topic tonight is voodoo and ritualistic shamanism. And I know a lot of you Ooh, folks out yeah. there are like, oh my god, I'm so afraid of voodoo. But voodoo's not really all that scary, honestly. It really isn't. Um, <clears throat> and really, it's a it's a hot Some pot. of it can be. True. But, I mean, it depends on where you're at and who's practicing it. And mm-hmm. it, it's not meant to, like, completely freak you out. I mean, no. the people that, that do that are kind of into shock and stuff anyway. And, like, if you meet somebody, like, hey, I went to school with this dude. And, uh, like, a few years after we graduated, he said, hey, man, I'm all into voodoo now. Uh, I got a chicken. Uh, you're, you're not really into voodoo, dude. His name is probably Blake, and he probably just got into voodoo because his dad went to Haiti one time. <laughs> so, yikes. 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 Um, so, yeah, don't don't just, uh, you know, don't don't assume just because you've seen a couple movies or you've played the, uh, the GoldenEye video game that... Uh, Voodoo's a bad thing because it really isn't, and it's really a hodgepodge mixing of different beliefs. You know, um, mm. because we have to understand something here. Voodoo came about because of beliefs in the tribal regions of West Africa, and then it intermingled with uh, Haiti because that's where a lot of the slaves came from. A lot of slaves came from a place called the uh, the Kingdom of Dahomey, um, which is now Togo, Benin, and Nigeria. And that's mm-hmm. where voodoo is actually derived, and it means God or spirit. And a lot of the, um, a lot of the, the the traditional beliefs and ancestor worship and things like that come from West Africa. And and it's a it's a shame that that uh, that slavery was a big part of uh, of the world. And it, it does suck, and it's trash. And and I, you know I don't definitely don't think it's okay. But you know you can't change the past, and it is what created the voodoo culture. Um, and it uh, it comes from the Fawn language of that dynasty, and like I said, it means God or spirit. And of course, the Haitian slaves that were captured from West Africa, uh, they all shared many common beliefs. So, like you know, you got one, you know, you got that'd be like, uh, you know, you got me and Spider, and then you know, if we don't know each other, but we're from you know Northeast Ohio, we're gonna have some of the similar kind of concepts and, and thoughts and feelings regarding um, uh, just our way of life. 
And that was mm. the, the, the way that they had it. You know, they had worship of family ancestors, ritual singing, dancing, drumming, and, and uh, you know, the, the belief of possession. And, you know, people don't don't look at this as like a backwards way of thinking. It's just a different way of thinking. Ancestral worship isn't something that's just akin to Africa. Uh, many cultures, Nordic cultures and, and uh, uh, many European cultures and Asia and everything else, they have ancestral worship because they viewed the ancestor as being the end all be all because they had already transcended mm. into death. And so they felt like their ancestors could tell them, you know, this is what death is like, or this is how you avoid going this route or that route. Mm. So in today's culture, we think, oh, wow, you, you know, you talk to your ancestors, you're kind of a bum because, you know, today's culture, uh, we're not, we're not really, um, focused on our ancestors much. You know, our faces are so busy in the, in the smartphones and the computers and the, in the, in the games and stuff that many of us don't sit, sit, you know, sit back and think about our ancestors now. I do. I know Spider. Uh, he's got some Scottish ancestry that mm-hmm. uh, that that he likes to discuss. Um, he always tells me every time we hang out. I'm like, mm-hmm. Spider, what's up? He's like, I'm Scottish, dude. Okay, bruh. Scottish. No, <laughs> something too. And uh, I know some, this is a big part of of one of your interests is into uh, into Asian cultures and things like that. And um, and they're very 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 big into into ancestry and things like that like uh like shinto oh, yeah. and uh and that kind of thing and they still practice that in the modern day and they don't do it in the in a way that like when we think about this kind of stuff over here we think about like oh you're you're praying to these weird like ghosts and and spirits blah blah but over there they think about it differently they're very pragmatic about it they understand that the people are gone they understand that they're not physically around they're not doing stuff but they're also you know it's still their belief that they should still honor them in some way and so they consider it as if they are still there, even logically knowing that they aren't, which is a strange way of thinking for people here. We can't really think about things like that no. here in, in the Western world so much. It, it kind of hurts people's brains. And the funny thing is, is um, <clears throat> a lot of time in that in those cultures, you'll have what's known as the um, uh, m- many, many cultures believe there's a thin veil at a certain time where life and death kind of meet. And that veil is kind of where the the spirits can can pass over, like uh, uh, Dia de los Muertos, which is the Day of the Dead. And I mm-hmm. probably butchered that all to heck, and somebody's gonna be like, "Hey, man, that's my language." But you know what? Don't get your feelings hurt because I don't speak Spanish uh, fluently, so don't get upset. I speak worse Spanish than he did. He he actually did pretty well. I I speak really bad, so let's just skip any <laughs> Spanish for me. I failed that class, by the way. Uh, you know, I like straight out failed, straight up, straight up and down. Um, but but there there uh, in in some Asian cultures, there's like a little bit of time where what uh, what the what the family will do, the mother and the father will put out food for the deceased, for parents, children, siblings that have passed on. But they'll put out a meal, and I've been privy to some of these. Um, feasts so to speak and there'll be food out and there'll be like hot food and fruit and and things like that and then you kind of stand around for roughly a half hour to an hour um, and and it gives time for the deceased to come over and eat and kind of share time with you and uh, you, you don't really speak to them or anything it's just kind of like a time where you can be in their presence and then once that time is up, everybody eats the food. It doesn't just sit, so people feast and and, and 
you know, you have a good time and you drink and you and you uh, you're not somber about it. You you celebrate life, and it's a really interesting culture that I don't think many um, Americans really take part in. I, I you know the funny thing is I think as we get more advanced. We kind of push the old ways aside, and we think that you know, once once a sibling is dead or whatever, we don't really celebrate that anymore. We just, you know, on the anniversary of their passing, we might raise a glass, we might uh, at, at a holiday or or a, or a, a birthday or, or another form of fashion, we might throw up a glass and say cheers. But we don't um, we don't sit and think about our ancestors and see if they can teach us anything from beyond the grave. As to where voodoo does that, they they kind of. Uh, and that's usually through spirits called Loa, and they mm-hmm. kind of, um, kind of tell you, hey, this is what's going on, and there's some things that come from that, and we're gonna get all into that though. Um, now, Voodoo itself, it does have one supreme ruler, but usually though that one supreme ruler is so far gone from you and me that they can't sacrifice or worship that being because that being won't hear them. So instead, what they do is they worship and they give food to, like I said, the spirits called the Loa, um, which which exist as many different types, with the two main forces being the Rada and the Petro, and the Rada being the African ancestral spirits, the, the ones that are gentle and the ones that are um, benevolent. They don't really require much in terms of sacrifices. Uh, a chicken or a pigeon is perfectly acceptable for for those voodoo ceremonies, and most of those are what make up the the voodoo ceremonies themselves. Um, it's not as as crazy as you think. And while there is animal sacrifices, there's not some drunken orgies where people are just getting busy the whole time. It's actually a serious thing. And the uh, the two main rada are the Dumbala Wido, which is the father, and the Ida Wido, which are which is the mother. Those two are the most integral Rada gods. Now, if we look into the second form of Loa, or the second uh, grouping of, of Loa, and, and of course you're going to be like, well, if there's a good side, or I, I shouldn't even say a good and a bad, I should say more of a uh, a light and a dark. Something to off to, to balance everything out. Because with voodoo, it isn't so much a good or a bad, it's more of a light and a dark. Uh, balancing thing more so than than a, a supreme good and a supreme evil, and some um, of the loa really are both most of the time mm-hmm, too. Like sure. even one that's supposed to be like a, a, a supposedly light low will still have plenty of of darkness and things like that. They can be either way depending on how you treat them. Uh, exactly, and the thing is, um, the reason the 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 Petro came into play is because of the suffering and violence of slavery. That's where the Petro, the the Petro, is that Petro? Yeah, Petro. Um, that's where they came from, and they're more powerful. They're faster. They're more magical. They demand more expensive sacrifices: bulls, goats, pigs, and sheep. Um, and those are usually carried out outside of what is known as the Hon Fort. Um, uh, usually in a cemetery uh, is where those are usually. Um, enacted, and that's because a lot of the times with the petro, you're gonna, you're going to, and you're going to basically want something that might not be um, benevolent, 
you know you you might because the because the pet the they they come from that that uh that harshness of slavery and uh you know people living back then and the the thing is i think a lot of people don't understand is that um back in the in the early days of slavery a lot of slaves weren't allowed to congregate they weren't allowed to to hang out and be together uh, because they were the the very first of slaves, so what they had to do is they had to meet in secret, or a lot of the times, and th- this is something you'll see with voodoo, uh, there'll be pictures of Catholic saints. Because what happened was yeah. the the slave owners would force them into a into a uh, conversion of Catholicism. But what they did instead of being a hundred percent into Catholicism, they would adopt. Um, they would adopt the the um, saints of Catholicism. Mm. And so sometimes you'll see a voodoo altar and it'll have uh, voodoo necklaces or have amulets, money, but then you'll see a picture of a Catholic saint. And you'll be like, wait a minute, what? Because of that forced conversion. And and a lot of people, and, and that, that was kind of something I learned today um, mm-hmm. about Catholicism and voodoo. It's pretty fascinating. Voodoo. Yeah. It's pretty fascinating because yeah, the, the, the Catholic saints are considered Loa almost mm-hmm. in and of themselves. They're not usually as harsh, but then at the same time, you look at some of the saints and they led some like they led some crusades or they, they went and they forced conversion at, at sword point and things like that. So then maybe you're thinking, okay, well, I guess they are kind of just as harsh just from a different culture. And Spider brings up a good point. Uh, yeah, you know, a lot of the time with the... Uh, with the Catholic saints, they usually adopt them in as Loa because even um, things such as love or hate, war, those are also Loa because Loa itself, it's, it's a, it could be a spirit. It could be uh, when a loved one passes or it could be a natural sort of force. So you might have, there might be a force Loa or there might be a... Uh, specific tree loa, snake loa, and that, and a lot of time when people people see voodoo and they see snakes, um, and that's not because they they are are worshiping a serpent, so to speak. They are basically um, the the Rada gods are 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 uh, uh, many times associated with snakes, and so you'll have that kind of um, uh, you'll have that representation. And I know a lot of mm. pop culture stuff paints voodoo in this horrible negative image of like snakes and spiders and all this and all that. And you have, you know, James Bond movies and Goldeneye and things like that. But in all honesty, um, voodoo isn't as as uh, evil or as chaotic as one might think. And there's a lot of actual um, ritualism that goes with voodoo. It's not just, you know, we cut the blood of a or we, 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 we sacrifice a chicken. And uh, next thing you know, you know it's it's uh, it's a drunken orgy or, or like a drunken mm. craziness. They don't even really get do all that. They don't really go into the, they don't delve into the whole uh, sexual orgy thing, or they and they don't delve into the whole let's get drunk and just dance around. No, there's actually purposes behind uh, the things they do, and uh, the, the 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 Petro and the and the Rada are just two of the many types of Loa. There's actually the the get the guede, which are, um, they used to be living people, and those are also loa, um, and they're usually the ra- the 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 kind of like end all be all for sick folks, 
So if you're on, if you know you got a friend on a deathbed or they're on their deathbed, they might actually go to to a um, a voodoo priest or a priestess. Uh, the priest being a, a hoongan and the priestess being a mambo, it, it, and they're equal. Not one holds precedence of the other. They uh, they're they're considered equal depending on um, uh, what uh, you know. Um, how can I how can I say this? Depending on the church. Um, but most of the time, the man and the woman are equal in terms of priest and priestess. So what they do is they have a a, a, a sort of intervention with Baron Samedi. Now, I know a lot of you folks out there are like, oh, yeah, I remember him from the James Bond movie. But mm. Baron Samedi is actually one of the most popular Guede because he controls the passage of life and death. Um, and in rituals, he is uh, offered black goats or chickens, and he is symbolized by crosses coffins and phallic symbols now if anybody doesn't know what a phallic symbol is it's more or less male genitalia so he's I, a he's a fertility uh spirit also mm-hmm. which is an interesting thing because a lot of your your shamanistic cultures um they mix your your death spirits with fertility spirits because it's two sides of the same thing right right and uh and yeah, could life and death because the fertility mm-hmm. is what creates life, and then there's death. So, and and that's a good thing. And and when I when I was doing the research for this, I was like, it said phallic symbols, and I'm like, how can I present this? In a way? <laughs> We're a family friendly show most of the time. <clears throat> but I mean, in most all honesty, you know, phallic symbols are everywhere. They've always been because you know the phallus is considered the the object of fertility, and you have that back mm-hmm. in Egyptian. Um, history you have that in other ancient histories you have it in in uh, in Nordic representations so I mean there's even a uh, I forget which one it was but there's actually a carved figure of a large woman and she's uh, she has no clothes on and I know it's a I think it's a Norse custom um, and it's a it's, I think it's a goddess of fertility because there was a lot of those there's a lot of gods and goddesses mm. of fertility and um so, you know, when, when I say phallic symbols, and a lot of people are like, oh, but it's been all through history. You know, I'm not saying anything that's not, that hasn't been done. You know, some mm. say that the the obelisks in Egypt are actually phallic symbols. The Washington Monument is a supposed phallic symbol. So, you know, take that for what it's worth. You know, it, it, it's still kind of like, uh, you know, in the today today's day and age, because it's not, you know, a big, it's not everywhere you look. Um, it's still something that I was like, how do I get it? How do I get this across on a family friendly show without being like, it's, <laughs> bleh, you know, so hey. right, right, right. And we are fired. <laughs> well, you know, on the plus side, there's no FCC for internet radio. So, you know, yeah, true, true. But I don't want to have to tag <laughs> this one as being the explicit one. You know what I mean? Yeah. I be like, eh, not a lot of people are going to yeah. listen in one, so but yeah so baron Samedi, um he's the he is that he's the coffins the crosses and the phallic symbols i mean you can't really you know it's it's not like i'm making this up it's not like i'm like just thought i'd slide that in for show oh, but, you're right. fooling me now hey, you watched a youtube off. video <laughs> i watched a youtube series well you know actually once if you would have said that i would have said that it was absolutely true and there's no possible way None. that any of the evidence could be Never. wrong at all because it was on youtube it's virtually <laughs> impossible 
You know that? YouTube is is more viable than the Snopes. <gasps> now that's probably 100% fact. <laughs> <laughs> you know, now that I think about that, I can't give Snopes that much credit. No, do not. Do not. Do not. And you shouldn't either if you're out there <laughs> in, in, uh, in, uh, in Voodoo Town. Um, so... We have that. We have the 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 practitioners, um, and then we have the loa. Now the areas where all this is performed, um, like I said, it's called the the hone fort. And I don't know if I got that right. So if somebody out there knows what that means or, or can pronounce that better than I can, um, by all means, it has a floor of beaten earth. It's bordered by a low low wall. And it has a peristyle or a roofed or open space. Now, this is where the now the this is where the public ceremonies will take place. Uh, the center post in the middle with the concrete base has sort of a that's where you offer the food, um, or the you know the food or, or whatever you have. Uh, and a lot of time with voodoo practitioners, they're poor, so a lot of the times eggs, liquor, tobacco, um, things like that, personal possessions. Those are part of the course for sacrifices. And if you have been following us, we talked, I think, man, it's been some episodes ago, but I think we talked about the uh, the, the Santa Muerte. And the Santa Muerte, they they do the same thing. They have cigarettes mm. and liquor and, and they, uh, and but I mean, it's, it's a little bit darker in that uh, belief system. But it's kind of the 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 same aspect of of it's a it's a it's a it's followed by some poor folks or, in the case of and in the case of Santa Muerte, it's it's more of like, shady folks sometimes you know, criminals and 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 some of the drug cartels follow the the bony lady so to speak, mm-hmm. but, um, which we uh, we were pretty familiar with from playing uh, some Tom Clancy, some Ghost Recon action. That's um, right, Ghost Recon Wildlands for anybody Wildlands. out there who wants to and, get some. Some Santa Muerte up close and personal, or you can watch the uh, the uh, Paranormal Activity f- f- four or five. One of those um, has some Santa Muerte stuff in it, and you can read about that, or you can watch that. Uh, you can read some books, which I did. Um, read a couple books about it. Watched a couple YouTube videos because YouTube videos are never wrong; they're always one hundred percent factual. It's impossible for Absolutely. a YouTube video to be wrong. <laughs> Um, <laughs> but, uh, there's also an altar in the Hon Fort that has, like I said, amulets, food, money, the pictures of the Catholic saints, which we discussed, uh, and even more stuff than that, that I, that I didn't really, um, discuss. I mean, it's not something crazy. It's not like they have like their firstborn child. It's just the kind of stuff that's, that's sentimental to folks. So, you know, say, you know, my mother passed and she gave me a necklace. Well, I might have the necklace on that altar to kind of talk to her spirit, her Loa, so to speak. Um, and so when you do that, when you call forth a, uh, a, a loa, you must first make kind of like an offering. It's kind of like a food offering to the legba, which is the gatekeeper. Um, now you'll notice with, uh, with, with voodoo or with, um, some of the more Asian belief systems like Shinto, there's a lot of spirits. There's a lot of, of go-betweens and, um, the, the, in this case, there's a gatekeeper loa. Um, and there's so many different types of loas in voodoo. There's not just one like specific loa. Some people might pray to the, the mm. loa of love, of war, of hate. It just depends. And so what happens is, after the food is laid down, and, and of course there's drumming, because drumming plays a, a significant part in voodoo rituals, 
The priest lays a sheet of white paper with ashes or floor chalk or flower chalk or powder brick. And these are called veves. And what they do is they symbolize the spirit who is honored in the ceremony. So, you know, if you are calling for love, they might have that loa down there and, and they'll do that. And um, like I said, they don't really do the whole drunken orgies thing. That's a that's a definite big myth. Uh, and at the climax, the only thing that happens is there's dancing and the food is offered to the loa. And they, and they kind of say, hey, you know, here's our sacrifice. Can you come down and give us a hand? Um, and, and that's, that's really about it in terms of, in terms of, uh, what they do. Now, of course, there's also some darker aspects to that where they, um, uh, the, the Petro, they might do some different sacrifices, but in terms of like human sacrifices, those are few and far between. And there's really not any substantial in like evidence that voodoo is just this dark and evil thing. It's just a different belief system, um, and and uh, you know it's 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 made up of five components, which are flesh, spirit, destiny, the gross bonange, and the t bonange, uh, the little good angel and the great good angel. Uh, the grow the the gross bonange keeps the body alive, and after death it returns to the cosmos, just like many belief systems that the energy of your spirit or your soul goes back to the to the cosmos. Now the the t bonange. It, uh, it makes up the other half and is the source of your personality. And so um, when you pass on, that half goes to a different spot. Now, that's the thing about death and voodoo. Death is not the end. Like in our belief systems, in, in, in Western belief systems, death is the end. You go to a judgment day and you, and you go from there. But in, in voodoo, the soul just, is, just transforms into a, different, uh, into a different state of being. Um, it, uh, your soul basically returns to its solar regions and it links with other loa and actually becomes a loa depending on um, the type of person you were. So if you were a jerk, then you know that uh, you're going to go to jerk town. If you're not a jerk, oh, then you're man. not going to go to jerk town. I guess I got a reservation. <laughs> um, a year after the death, the Hungan or the Mamba, did I say that right? Or Mambo? I think it was the Mambo. Let me make sure I'm right on that one. The priestess is the the Mambos. My uh, my apologies. They do a ritual that's overseen by Baron Samedi just to make sure the Tibonange or the Tibonange is placed in rest. If not, it may wander around and come and grab you up in your sleep, or it may come and snatch you up and grab you, give you a bunch of trouble because it, it it's it supposedly is mischievous if not put to rest so you want to make sure that uh that you're uh that you're not uh, uh you know being mischievous mm-hmm. in the afterlife um some common misconceptions about voodoo and i want to make sure that this because to me um i went into this with a pretty pretty clear mind about it you know i uh as I tend as I tend to do on our topics that we discuss, except flat Earth, which I absolutely hate. If you don't know by now, I don't. I will never buy into that nonsense. Um, but voodoo to me um, is it's it's just it's just another belief system. It's not uh, it's not crazy. You don't got people doing crazy things in the name of voodoo. You probably have one or two that might have did some craziness, but that's in every belief system. But uh, the the voodoo act the voodoo leaders themselves aren't. Um, 
they're normal folks like Spider and I. They just they they act as a middleman between the Loa and the practitioner. Um, they may even be your 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 uh, counsel. They might give advice or finance advice, or they might say, "Hey, you should do this or do that," you know. Uh, but they're not they're not like all crazies, and they're not just running around nuts and and sacrificing goats everywhere you look. Uh, so you know that's that's one misconception. Now I know what you're all thinking: zombies. I know somebody out there's like, "When are you gonna get to the zombies?" Because I know voodoo's and zombies is a real thing. Can't lie about it. Okay, let's get to it. The Bokor is a black magic utilizing priest of voodoo. Um, and zombies aren't uh, created from the dead. They're actually mm-hmm. living folks that are given some form of concoction that places them in a coma and causes them to reawaken unaware of who they are or where they came from. And we did a episode on, I forget which episode that was, because we talked about voodoo before. And yep. one of the, Briefly. yeah, one of the, which one was it? Um, I don't remember exactly okay. which episode it was. I know it was uh, probably about cults. Probably we talked about cults, and we I don't think we lumped it in with cults, but I know there <laughs> are voodoo cults, but right. not, I mean... No, oh, there are. There are, for sure. There are. You're getting into the, the African voodoo is, is the... Uh, I don't want to say the purest form, necessarily, right. but it's where most of the other ones came from, and that's where most of this is coming from. Some of the other ones, like the Louisiana version... Uh-huh. Do get pretty crazy because that's sure been do. kind of westernized to a certain extent. But we'll sure get to that. Do. But so the Bokor, who is the black magic practicing priest or priestess, basically creates zombies from from this concoction. And there's very few actual uh, substantiated cases of zombies. Um, and the reason why zombies uh, became such a big thing in voodoo is because it is thought that they are essentially referring to slaves in the way that when they were brought over, the first, um, the first, the fr- I don't want to say batch, but like the first grouping of slaves, they were, you know, they, you know, how would you feel if you got taken from your home? You know what I mean? You're, you're crazy. You're, you're, you're wild. You would, you want to do whatever mm-hmm. it takes to get free or you you're willing to die if not. And so, they looked at a lot of slaves as, as a form of zombies after they were brainwashed and, and, you know, worked and that sort of thing. So a lot of the time, zombie comes from that. Um, now, I know some of you other folks out there are thinking, oh, man, the animal sacrifices, though. What about the animal sacrifices? Well, let's get to that. Let's talk about that. Um, the animal sacrifices are because the loa have to, the, the loa have to eat. And if you do not feed the loa then they will not be strong enough to perform the deeds that need to be done they can't they can't help you out or they can't do anything for you if they don't have any strength think of us you know if spider and i didn't have anything to eat we couldn't come to you every thursday night at uh, 10 to 12 uh eastern time every thursday Um, and i'd be very grumpy Spreaker.com. I wouldn't want to be helping anybody i'd be just like hey i have an aim today i'm not i'm i'm pretty upset Bigger.com backslash this uncanny earth. <laughs> just, just, just putting that out there. Uh, tell your friends, tell your family. But you know, if you're not, if you're not, uh, if you don't have the energy, you can't run or you can't do anything. You can't do anything. So there, it's thought that you know, feeding these spirits or feeding the loa gives them strength to help you out. And to a priest, a lot of times they didn't have refrigerators. They didn't have anything to keep the the meat from going bad. 
And so to them, feeding the low was no different than feeding their family member because some of the low were their family members. So they felt like, hey, we're feeding them too. Um, like I said, there's no hard evidence that human sacrifice was practiced in voodoo. I'm sure there's a couple outstanding cases um, where there was, but there, it's not like such a big occurrence that voodoo is just straight up, um, you know, nothing but human sacrifice. And, I, and you know, that, that was... Uh, you know, I, I think that's a, a huge misconception, too. Like, you know, because of course you're going to have, anytime you have a religion, you're going to have somebody that abuses it. I don't care what it is. You're going to have somebody that uh, kind of bucks the system, says, you know what, let's use this for bad, and they use it for bad. Um, you could you can see people like Jim Jones, or you can see folks like David Koresh that mm. sort of used a, a uh, Judeo-Christian belief system to further their cause of wickedness. And so I'm sure you're going to have that with voodoo or any other religion. Um, so, you know, the animal sacrifice, I know some of you folks probably have a, uh, a bone to pick with that and, you know, Hey, that's, that's okay. You can, it's, it's, uh, you know, you're allowed to, but just understand that just because, um, <clears throat> you don't think it's right. doesn't mean it's not part of somebody else's culture and that's just what they grew up on. Now I don't believe in it. No, uh, but who am I? Right now <laughs> there is a difference between voodoo and what's known as Hoodoo, there's there there are two actually different um, things. Hoodoo is actually more um, folk magic than religion. Um, it it deals more with magical herbs, roots, minerals, animal parts. Um, most of what you see on TV is hoodoo. You know when they show the 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 person with the bones and doing this and doing that. That's actually more hoodoo than it is voodoo, um, because in voodoo there's not so much emphasis on the the items themselves there's more of the emphasis on the 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 drumming and the dancing and kind of calling forth the low and 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 interacting with them more so than there is with the herbs or the roots or the minerals like i said the animal parts so when you see on tv and somebody's you know says they're doing voodoo and they're doing the whole like searching the bones and they're doing the heart that's more hoodoo than it is voodoo you know voodoo is more um the religious aspect than hoodoo. Hoodoo is more just dealing with the, the 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 items themselves and dealing with the magic um, therein. So I just want to make sure people know that because I know a lot of folks are like, yeah, I saw voodoo on TV the other day and some lady it was on an episode of Law and Order and some lady was sacrificing a goat and she made a, a big old pot and, and was using the, 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 the kidneys and the liver and she was throwing it around and, and looking at it. That's, that's more hoodoo. Um... Because in voodoo, they don't really do too much of the whole uh, uh, chicken bones and things like that. That's the, you know, they, they do more of the, okay, so you're bringing this sacrifice. We got to contact this Loa. Let's get that started. Start the drumming. Okay, we're going to do some dancing and kind of get into the moment. Um, <clears throat> more so than just, you know, throwing the blood around and stuff like that. Now, yeah. there is different aspects of the blood. And, and, and drinking blood is, is thought to have more of a, uh, or tasting it, so to speak. Um, kind of connects you with the lower or, or, and the life force therein. Um, and I know a lot of you folks out there are probably thinking these people are heathens, but I mean, honestly, it's just it's part of the culture that, that those folks grew up in. Um, you know, we, we, we can't really knock that so much as because, you know, we, uh, uh, many of us um, forget that, you know, that uh, if you're a Christian, you have to understand there's the Old Testament. And there was a lot of animal sacrifice back then. Um, 
because he was a cornerstone. It was yeah. a it was a solid yeah. cornerstone of of, uh, of the system. And so we, we we tend to forget that and think that these people are barbaric. But you know, I mean, <clears throat> I'm not a big fan of it. No, uh, you know, I, I wouldn't definitely not. I would not go to a. Uh, I don't. I don't need to contact any Loa, you know, because most of the Loa don't like me. And you can make a joke that Loa hardly Noah, you know, but that'd be it wouldn't be that that funny. Um, I kind of tested the waters there to see if anybody would chuckle. Nobody chuckled. I'm probably gonna get a curse later, but that's fine. I'd lump it onto the <laughs> list. Put it on the list. Lump it on the list of of uh, of, uh, of curses. But uh, but don't don't knock other um, folks' belief systems, um, especially you know with voodoo. You know, that's just, that's how um, people believe, you know, and, and they're not out, you know, killing folks and, and hurting folks and doing all this and doing all that. So, you know, that's voodoo in a, in a nutshell. I mean, I could go on for a whole other hour about voodoo and, and, and what it means. And, and we'll probably talk a little bit more about the about it in the pop culture segment. But um, for the most part, you know, watch some actual YouTube videos on voodoo and, and look some stuff up because you'll be pleasantly surprised I was. Now, like I said, I'm not a big fan of the whole animal sacrifice thing. I, I could, you know, do without that aspect. But, um, but you know, to sit here and, and call them out for it and I eat meat, so I'd be a hypocrite, you know, to sit here and, and, and make them look bad when I'm a meat eater, you know. So, you know, just just kind of have a little bit of respect for other folks' culture. That's all, that's all I really want to say. Not into like a... You better do it or else just kind of, you know, understand that not everybody believes the same way you do. That's all. Got deep there. Got deep there. For a minute. Was it too deep? Should I have not have went in so deep? <laughs> Should I have stayed in the shallow pool, like splashed a little bit of water around and rode my, like, uh, giraffe, like those little floaty giraffes and just kind of, like, waded in the wading pool a little bit? Should I have not have went as deep? I think our members can handle it. I think our... Uh, oh, yeah. I think our soon-to-be Patreon members can handle it, right? I think they can handle it. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, oh by we... the way, quick update, too. Oh, update. While we're on the subject, while we're on the subject, um, you, you, you are set to receive a box full of shirts around the 29th of this month. Ooh, that's it's about July 10 days 29th. from now, folks. I don't know if it's going to be exactly that day, but it's, I mean, uh, here in Ohio, when they say, oh, yeah, it'll be here on that day, it could be any time during the week. Um, whenever the post people figure that they're like, oh, I guess I'm going to lug this big old box out to those on Canada Earth guys. They better <laughs> give me a shirt from out of here before I open and let them have it. But, um, yeah, we, we will have the shirts. And as I mentioned, the shirts will be $10 a piece. Price has not changed at all. No and uh, it will pretty much be indefinitely that same price probably forever for those basic stock shirts. So keep an eye out for that. Now, we will have some other shirts that will be a little bit more pricey, but mm. those will be those will pretty much be uh, shipped straight to you from wherever the, the manufacturer yeah, is. Yeah, they're, they're made to order when yeah. you order them. Yep. So they're, the, the labor is higher, and yep. they're going to be more intricate in the designs. Like the, the basic shirts we got, they're good shirts. I'm not going to yep. like downplay them and be like, oh, they're just basic stock, whatever shirts. They are basic shirts, but that's, you know, so you can wear pride in, in you right. know, and showing us around be like people see a shirt like this on Kenny Earth, what's that all about? Well let me tell you all about those guys. I'm gonna fire that spider someday if I ever get to be his boss, but hey and then they go <laughs> into tell him about it. But um the other shirts we're gonna have are are gonna be a lot more like there's gonna be more to them, like front and back. 
um, slogans, pictures, different colors, a wide range of stuff. But because they're going to be made to order, then there's labor costs, which we're, we get, we'll get a percentage out of those shirts, but the bulk of that will go towards manufacturing shirts per shirt. So, and we'll, once we get the costs, I'll tell you how much we get out of each one versus how much the shirts cost. So you can, you know, full transparency, but, um, but yeah, they will be more expensive. But the base shirts that we're going to have that are still pretty awesome, white shirts with black lettering and the black logo, will be $10 forever. And and the thing is, um, you're, uh, you're helping us out. You're helping us keep the, 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 the show alive. You're advertising for us. You're, you're being an awesome member of our awesome community. <clears throat> because we'll be wearing the shirts too. And you can catch us yeah. at the Flatwoods Monster Fest, <clears throat> um, and that will be the 6th and the 7th down in West Virginia of September. So the 6th and 7th of uh, September, we'll be down there. So if you're in West Virginia and you want to stop up and say, hey, um, <clears throat> if they allow us, we might sell shirts there. I don't know if we have to have a vendor's license for that because I, I don't really... Um, I wasn't going to walk around. And, uh, uh, your car has a trunk. <laughs> um, I, I was hey, going to walk around with some shirts. Shirt 10 bucks. <clears throat> I was definitely going to walk around with some shirts uh, and, and see if people want to buy them for 10 bucks. Uh, and and uh, we'll be doing an interview with Andrew Smith of the Flatwoods Monster Museum. So stay tuned for that. And we'll be rocking our shirts. I'm going to rock that shirt oh, yeah. uh, for, for the most It'll part. It'll be... It'll be one of the rare moments. I designed the shirt in white because I know the majority of people like white shirts more than they like the darker colored. I, I'm pretty sure. I'm a black shirt wearing guy, like 100% almost every day. Shirt black shirts all day, every day. Every so day. to have me in a white shirt just shows that I'm obviously willing to make sacrifices. He's all in <laughs> on this one, folks. And you know what? You know how hard it was to get him? I mean, I was like, hey, let's make it white. And he was like, I don't wear no white shirts. Black, all metal shirts. That's, that's <laughs> it. He, wanted, he actually wanted a black, all metal Literally, yeah, carbon fiber, carbon fiber metal shirt. I'm like, bro, it's gonna cost like three hundred dollars a shirt. And uh, he was like, I don't care, I want it. And I was like, but that's for whiskey. And he was like, well, maybe I don't want it that much. I was like, come on, yeah. So so he settled for a tin black shirt. It's tin. It's made out of tin. It's not a real thing. I'm not telling the truth. Chafes. Um, and honestly, folks, between you and me, I don't think he's listening right now. But he's going to get beat up by that Wendigo. That Wendigo is going to beat him up. Oh no, you! Oh, that Wendigo. We we're going to have some words, mean that Wendigo. He's going to beat you. And up. you folks are in for a treat with this whole Wendigo thing. We're gonna. <clears throat> I don't know how many folks out there are old school, uh, old school pro wrestling fans, but that's how we're going to play this whole thing up. Me and the Wendigo. Be keep an eye out for promo videos coming up, probably yes. real soon. Yes. Yeah, um, uh, you know the the Wendigo itself, man. He's 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 coming tonight. You know he's 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 been he's been eyeballing Spider like you and my people. Man. My people got in touch with his people, which was difficult because we had to go into the woods and lost some people because he's the Wendigo. And then we had to send more people, lost those people, and finally had to send more people. And be like, look, dude, we're challenging you to a fight. And then those people got lost, but they got the message back that he accepted. He's st- and and honestly, Spider's gonna lose this fight with the Wendigo. He says he's not, but come on, man. 
Hey, yeah. I'm betting on me. Anybody who's smart knows that they're going to bet on, on your old pal Spider here. I would not. I'm not, and I'm as I got I'm good as, odds. Vegas. I'm as I'm as one of his best friends, and I'm like I'm voting. I'm going against him. <laughs> we'll go up to the Roxino <laughs> here in Cleveland, and we'll be just like, "Hey, what are your odds on Spider versus the Wendigo?" And they'll be like, "You guys need to get out." And we'll be like, right. "Those are great odds. Thanks." <laughs> but should they need? Should they rename it the Dwayne Johnson Casino? <laughs> hey i got my dad joke in for the episode at 10 53 p.m i got it in baby oh yeah Man, i was pushing so hard to just like go all the way to the end of the show and like have you forget but i did not because um, i was thinking this is the eternal battle right here he's looking where he can fit in the joke and i'm looking for where he can't <laughs> And I won again. <laughs> so one of yeah, these days, we wanted to give you some updates. Um, and also, uh, I think once everything is rocking and rolling, and we get some things going, uh, we're gonna have a meet and greet uh, somewhere. You know, we might be out for the day. Hey, come see us. We're gonna be here. Come, come hang out with us. Come have a bite to eat. Come have a beer. Come have a shot. Whatever Pop you fancy. Story. Yeah, like you know, Pop come, yeah. come buy a shirt. Come hang out. Come eat a sandwich. Don't eat a sandwich. You should eat the sandwich, though. I mean, that's that's one lesson that uh, I've had right. to learn. Eat the sandwich, right? <laughs> eat the sandwich. Always eat that sandwich. So uh, we're coming up on uh, 11 o'clock, and so next week's topic... Wait, wait, wait. Oh, we go two hours now. Yikes. Oh, man. I, t- I, I just... You know, I... Oh, man. Voodoo. <laughs> Voodoo. But now we're you gonna... know every time I think about voodoo, I think about that song at the beginning of uh, of Dead Island, which is inappropriate to say right now, but uh, that's what I think about. Wow, you're not really cultural sensitive, culturally sensitive, are you? Who do you voodoo? Don't wow. say that word on air. And he keeps doing it. He literally <laughs> kept it going. I didn't say the word though. I, you, I stopped before. You're the, gonna trigger some folks. <laughs> Only if they played that game, but then they might be hyped because they're like, "Oh yeah, I remember that? That was a terrible song." And I'm like, "Yeah, it really made me want to fight the zombies." I got bored, <laughs> turned it off. I literally got bored with that game about the first five minutes, and I was like, "Eh, I'm done, I'm done." Now, uh, a good zombie game, if anybody really cares, is uh, Dying Light, which I played some of the beta for, and it was or not the beta, but the demo, and it was pretty good. Uh, I keep wanting to get it, but it just keeps slipping, or it keeps not being the price I want to pay for it. So that's right. But anyways, it's almost eleven o'clock. Let's see what Spider has for us, since I've pretty much been talking for one hour. Um, Spider, He's really into this. He got into this video like he was so into it. He was starting to put together an outfit with the bones and everything. And I was just like, "Hey, wow, that's even worse than what you said before." <laughs> I know, because this time it's true. Jeez. Oh, man. I anyway. I, I don't know if I want to do this show anymore. This might be very well be our last episode. I'm going to I'm gonna skip from one end of the spectrum where we Fire got serious roots. <laughs> and we're going to go up to uh, the sensationalized version of voodoo that most people know about, which is Louisiana voodoo. Uh, and this is what you usually see in the movies and, um, and in games and things, which the heart of this is still... About as serious as the as the West African voodoo, it, it still has a, like a, a spiritual component to it, and, and the people who are real practitioners are still kind of like, "Don't be making fun of my my voodoo here." 
but um, <laughs> it's been taken by Hollywood as a big thing because New Orleans is big, larger than life. You got Mardi Gras, you got all that other kind of things. So everything else down there is turned into a big Hollywood thing, and so the voodoo practicing has has uh, it's it's gone the same way, and um, it's uh, it's still African based, and uh, it's rooted in the Dahomeyan Vodun. Nice. Probably way bad, I think, but I don't know. Um, it uses the Louisiana Creole French, which is the language of the Creole people of Louisiana, which I have heard spoken. And uh, it's interesting. It's definitely interesting. I'm I'm not very good at it, and uh, I don't I don't think I could even say a few words of it here on the air because I'm just I not good. <laughs> but um, it's a it's a particular language that they use in Louisiana vo- uh, voodoo that's spoken by the Creole people that live down there, which are like the Cajun, the Cajun people. Um, Cajun and Creole, they're not interchangeable, but they're very, very similar, and they share a lot of cultural ties. And uh, it's often confused with, but not completely separate from, Haitian voodoo, which we'll get to in a little bit, and deep southern hoodoo, which you touched on a little bit, the, the West African version. A little bit. The Louisiana voodoo it differs from Haitian voodoo in its emphasis upon the grease gris, um, which is let's take a look what that is. Uh-oh. It's a talisman. Um, it's uh, sometimes it's also spelled Grigri, sometimes also Gregory or Gregory. Not to be confused with the name Gregory, like, hey, Greg, you heard you were voodoo ritual. Um, <laughs> it's an amulet Greg. originating I mean... in Africa, and it's believed to protect the wearer from evil or brings luck and uh, sometimes used as a method of birth control. Like they'd wear it around their neck and things like that, and it's supposed to, you know, prevent certain things from occurring. Right, right, right. Most of us in the modern age are kind of like, uh, well, I don't know so much about that, but, you know, who am I to judge and uh, the term voodoo dolls were first introduced into American language by Louisiana voodoo. Um, it's kind of a unique aspect of the Louisiana version. Mm-hmm. Um, now, this was brought over after the Haitian Revolution. So it sprang from um, it sprang from the Haitian voodoo. Which itself came from the West African voodoo, of course. It's kind of a clear success, uh, secession. And um, there were, in 19th century New Orleans, there were 15 voodoo queens in neighborhoods scattered around New Orleans. And one of them, Marie Levu, it's probably, my French is even worse than most of my other languages, um, <laughs> was known as the voodoo queen, the, the voodoo queen. She was the. the most eminent and powerful of them all. And uh, her religious rites were on the shores of Lake Pontchartrain on St. John's Eve in 1874, and it attracted some 12,000 uh, black and white New Orleans. And it was said that politicians, lawyers, businessmen, wealthy planters all came to her to consult before making an important financial or business-related decision. Um, now, the Louisiana voodoo practitioners, um, they, they're they a lot more accessible. 
um, than than the West African and the Haitian because they're more public, but not in a way that's just like, hey, everybody, come look at us. We're doing voodoo in the street. Hey, it's more just they they integrate with the communities and they 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 want to be known as, hey, we're here, we're doing our thing. If you want us to to tell fortunes or to try to contact the lower for you or do your thing, we'll do that for you. It's going to cost you a little bit, but that's what we're here for. We're trying to help our communities. So they're a little bit more public um, than some of the other voodoo forms. And it also has kind of given rise to a string of people who are kind of voodoo copycats. They'll see some people doing the trying to read the loa and things that they'd be like, Oh, I can do that. I can make that up. And so they set up their own stands and they, they bilk people out of money. Um, most of the time, the actual voodoo practitioners don't really allow that kind of stuff to happen. And, uh, it's not like the old days where, you know, people tend to disappear after a little while, but, uh, these days they more just get pushed out of business and, and things like that. So, um, but they are well known down there especially here in America, particularly for, uh, for being more, uh, more like street corner kind of stuff where you can go and get your fortune told. You can, you can consult with the Loa and that kind of thing. And, um, some of the wilder aspects of voodoo, like being ridden by the Loa, which you did not get to. Um, but it's still an interesting point. It's more prevalent in the Louisiana version than it is in the West African, not to say that they don't do it, but it's more prevalent here, which kind of you have to wonder how much of it is, is accurate and how much of it is not. Right. But um, this is where the image people get of the crazy, like people being insane and, and, and getting drunk and dancing in the street kind of stuff with the voodoo comes from. Um, it, during, during classic voodoo rituals, there's a potential uh, supposedly for a loa to inhabit the body of a person. And this is basically like a possession but not how we think of possessions in the Western world where they're going to like ghost possesses you and you go on like a, a killing rampage and some kind of paranormal movie and all that other kind of stuff. Um, the, the spirit overtakes you and it basically uses your body how it wants to use a body because it doesn't have one anymore. So it wants to dance. It wants to drink. It wants to do all the things that it cannot do because these things gave it pleasure in life. So it wants to give it pleasure in the afterlife, but it's a temporary thing. They, they, it's called being ridden. Um, and they compare it to being ridden like a, like a horse, like riding a horse and commanding a horse, uh, going on like a moonlit ride kind of thing. And so you're ridden by a Uh, you, you aren't in possession of your own body. You, you dance it up, you, you go nuts. And, and, um, it, it's not quite, as Hollywood portrays it, but it is, it can be pretty frightening to people if you, if you see it and you don't understand what it is. Um, generally people who are, who are under the influence of Aloha aren't going to go out on murderous rampages and get violent and attack people. They look violent because there's a lot of thrashing in the dance movements and things like that because it's, it's tribal dancing, but you're not in control of your own body supposedly. So it's somebody who may not have had a body for hundreds of years, suddenly inhabiting a body and like just going wild with it. And this is something that's definitely more common in the Louisiana voodoo than it is in the West African. Although they do they do it in West Africa, but it's just not as as dramatic because they keep that more to themselves um, in the West African versions. It's 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 less public. 
which is like a lot of things, a lot of things in other countries versus here in the United States, things in the United States are a lot more open and, and there's all kinds of tourists and things always around wherever you go, whereas there, not so much. Um, singing, uh, drumming, clapping, foot stomping, um, drum playing only uh, as part of um, weekly ceremonies so much in in voodoo the the daily kind of ritual stuff they do in voodoo in louisiana aren't so much with the drumming um unless of course you're you're you know it's around mardi gras and things like that um they have a lot of songs that address the various loa but some of them mirror songs from the catholic church because they brought that with them because as uh, as rob talked about they integrated the catholic church into the west african voodoo which carried over into the haitian voodoo which carried over into the louisiana voodoo and uh and then that got magnified with uh with the french creole kind of uh edition so a lot of the songs will have similar tunes to catholic songs uh, not necessarily the hymns quite so much but more um, like the kids' songs almost, um, and things of that nature. So interesting stuff. Uh, definitely a, a big contrast. And I'm opening my window here to let some airflow into the house. So if anybody heard me just kind of scraping along there, there's not a zombie on my porch. <laughs> That's why he was quick to be like, uh, I got to the window. <laughs> um, it was in the 1930s that um that when people started getting really into the the whole voodoo as a as a commercialized kind of thing and uh, that's when uh the zombie thing started to come out here in the United States the voodoo doll thing um and there was a lot more selling of fake potions fake grease grease and uh and things of that nature and um, it's almost these days, it's it's like I said, kind of like a tourist thing. Um, they they do sell out their services a lot. Um, the uh, one of the first movies to popularize it was the 1932 film White Zombie, uh, which is a classic of B movie cinema. If anybody's seen that old black and white, um, one of the most recent films to feature voodoo in more of a whimsical way was of course the Disney film from 2009, the recent retelling of the princess and the frog, um, which was pretty faithful actually to how some of the commercial voodoo kind of stuff goes. Cause the guy who's the, uh, who's the, um, the, the voodoo villain is out for a quick buck as opposed to, uh, to really, um, promote the practice of voodoo uh voiced by the by the uh popular mr keith david by the way if anybody Ooh, knows the who arbiter. david is good old right. arbiter nice so um and my daughter loves that one she loves all the, the modern ones so if anybody has kids and they're looking for something and they want to learn a little bit about voodoo while their kids are watching their cartoons well there you go then you can have your kids become <laughs> voodoo practitioners it works it's it's a win-win right. for, uh, for everybody out there in the in voodoo country so. now they have in new orleans they have the new orleans historic voodoo museum That's which houses fact. numerous artifacts provides daily tours it has the st louis cemetery and the french quarter 
Um, the museum also provides spiritual services, including matrimony blessings, marriage ceremonies, consultations, and other rituals. And um, an interesting thing in uh, – I'm uh, not going to get about that game. Not now. In August 1995, <laughs> voodoo practitioners held a ritual in Bywater, an area of, of Louisiana, uh, of New Orleans, to try to drive away the abuse of crack cocaine – burglaries, prostitution, and assaults. So it kind of is an important point to note that the, the various people there got together to use it for an obvious force for, for good. Because I don't see anything evil about, you know, I'm trying to drive away right. crack abuse and things like that. I mean, I think it's pretty good. Um, so, yeah, the while the Louisville... While the Louisiana version is definitely more popularized and seems pretty sinister sometimes because of the, the various movies and, and, and media that we've seen, um, if you want to really see what it's like, and don't do this during hurricane season, of course, uh, that's not really a joke, by the way. Don't don't travel to New Orleans during hurricane season, for real. People think they can just go down and be like, oh, it's cool. People live there. It'll be fine. Don't just go on a good season and uh, you don't go check it there. out. There. They do. They know how to brace <laughs> for that kind of stuff. You don't. Um, Remember that. Don't be like, yeah. I'm going to go out today. There's a hurricane. Ah, I'm from Ohio. I'm used to, to crazy weather. You're not used to crazy weather like that. <laughs> All right. No. No. Um, but go down there and, and check it out and be respectful. Be respectful. Don't go down there and be like, hey, could you all show me some voodoo down here? Hey, nobody from Ohio talks like that. What are you doing? They don't. I'm just talking, you know, some <laughs> if anything, person who we'd might be go like, down there. We'd be like, oh, sorry, excuse me. Oh, uh, what are y'all doing? Oh, my bad. Let me get out of the way. My fault. <laughs> Is it snowing? Well, I mean, you're talking, you're talking about polite Ohio. We've got polite Ohio. We've got, you know. My neighbors, Ohio. Well, I would hope Ohio would send its best. <laughs> but yeah, don't go down there and be ignorant about it. Go down nah. there and be respectful, and and uh, they're not going to be upset if you like. Hey, can I have my fortune read? Can you can you know can you consult the Loa? If you go down there and be like, hey, ask them Loa who's going to win my Super Bowl. They better be hey, my hey, Cleveland hey, Browns. Hey, hey, because hey, hey, then this hey, guy's going to come out of left hey, field with Drew Brees, and they're hey. going to say. We should have won that. Of our New the refs cheated us out of that game. We would have won the Super Bowl if it wouldn't have been for them stinking refs, cheaters, cheater, cheater, McCheatertons. Put a... and don't go down there and ask them for a voodoo doll. That's disrespectful. Um, and actually, uh, maybe Spider and I will go down there in one of our uh, one tank trips. Like that dude from I don't know if Spider knows what one tank trips are. You don't know? Do you know what one tank trips are? I don't think so, but judging by the title, I can probably I can figure it out. They go down on a tank of gas and yeah. come back, right? Well, what it was, yeah. it was a one of the, uh, I think one of the news broadcasters from Channel Five, I want to say. Oh, I forget. It was like Neil something, but Neil Zerker, he did what was known as one tank trips, and then he would have a show where he would, like you said, one tank of gas uh, was the trip, and it was pretty cool actually. He went to all kinds of cool like. I think he went to Toledo one time, and there was something in Toledo, and you know, back before gas was six dollars a gallon. Um, oh yeah, yeah, right. And he would go to these these cool places, and like he wrote a book, and it was called Neil Zerker's One Tank Trips. You go to these places, so. Um, but no, it'd be cool. Like you know, once uh, 
once the show takes off, that it already has, once we start like moving out and doing some stuff, not moving out, like we don't live with our parents still. Uh, <laughs> Mom, not right now. I'm doing a show. I'm doing the show. <laughs> don't burn the meatloaf. Don't burn. I don't know what she does up there. Um, but no, as, as we branch out, we start doing more uncanny stuff, you know, live on site. I think that'd be cool to head down to New Orleans and kind of mm-hmm. see the French Quarter and see, you know, see what a voodoo ritual actually is. You know, we don't have to necessarily participate, but it'd be cool to, to talk to some folks who are, who do, uh, who, who engage in voodoo and who practice it mm-hmm. and see, you know, Hey, because I mean, we all, we all have seen the movies and we, you know, we've seen, um, uh, live and let die and, and Baron. Oh yeah. That's and, my favorite one. Uh, it's not better than Skyfall. Skyfall is my favorite. Well, Skyfall. I'm not saying whether it's better or worse. I'm saying it's my favorite. Doesn't matter. No, I'm kidding. But uh, <laughs> but yeah, because you had Baron. The redneck sheriff. He gets what's coming to him. Oh man, it's great. Mm, that's true. That's true. <laughs> um, but yeah, you had that. Uh, so you know, we I would I would love to go down there and be like, hey, voodoo isn't some crazy thing. It's just what people practice. That's what they do. You know, it's not mm. it's not like a oh my gosh type of thing. It's a Oh, well, yeah, here's some folks who believe different than I do. I should, you know, let's see what they're about. You know, I mean, it's with me. See, I, I and this is this is what's good about me and, and Spider. We can have conversations about religions. We have it all the time. And we mm-hmm. don't want to fight each other afterwards, you know, and that's a good thing. You know, a lot of people, they can't have those conversations. Me and Spider can talk about politics and religion all day. And guess what? We're not going to get mad at each other. We never do. You know? Nope. We get, we'll, we'll, nope. we'll just, we'll play a game and get mad at each other. <laughs> <laughs> so we try but, bending some magic rules. I'll ah, throw stop my cards it. Down you're the, you're the one who's like, I quit. I'm not Thursday, you sounded just like that too, by the way. That's what but see, like this that. guy knows I'm not, I'm, here we I'm, go. This here street fighter is this guy's jam. So anytime he feels like I got to teach this fool lesson, he's going to play as the street fighter with me. <laughs> uh, nobody plays a game of Street Fighter with this dude, okay? They lose a game of Street Fighter to this That's dude. That's how it goes. You don't play a game, you just lose. But hey, you did you did beat me in uh, Bushido Blade, so that was cool, right? Yeah, I had a couple of those. Yeah, I had a couple of those. He gets a couple off every now and again. I'm pleasantly surprised. <laughs> and then I have to be like, all right, Street Fighter time. He's like, no. That's what you did last time. <laughs> You're just like, hey, let's play these different games. Oh, you know what? No, let's play some Street Fighter. <laughs> got to go out on the high note. Well, you know, got hey, <laughs> house rules, right? Is that how that works? House rules. It so, is your house. You might as well win in your own house. So yeah, um, so we have that. We had some 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 Louisiana voodoo. We have. West and it's not really we we should we should clarify something. It's not West African voodoo because West Africa did not have voodoo. Voodoo came over mm-hmm. from the beliefs in West Africa into Haiti, which then created voodoo. Mm. You know, I, I want to make sure we we discern that because I don't people think ah you guys are wrong. It didn't start in West Africa. No, of course it didn't. But it was a belief system based on beliefs from West Africa, as Spider had pronounced that uh, the the Dahomey, I think, is 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 uh, mm. is what we're talking about because I brought that yeah, up in the probably... beginning um, yeah. of that kingdom. But they didn't practice voodoo. Voodoo was practiced in in the uh, 
I don't know if you want to call it the new world. I guess maybe the new world would be considered Haiti and, and all that. But because Haiti was relatively um, closed off. And the funny thing is the, the natives of Haiti, uh, voodoo actually uh, in, uh, brought in beliefs from them as well. Like they actually took beliefs from the, the, the natives that were on Haiti when the slaves mm-hmm. came to Haiti. They actually took beliefs from them too. So you have a religion mm-hmm. that has three basic or three other religions involved. So you have the, the, the sort of spiritualism of West Africa. You have Catholic saints and Catholicism. And then you have whatever the natives of Haiti believed. And I'm not real versed. I'm not well versed on Haiti, um, Haiti's original occupants. I apologize, mm. uh, but you know, there's there. Every country's had so many occupants. It's hard to keep up with, mm. you know, who's where. But they even encompass some of their beliefs. So I mean, voodoo is kind of like the the um, amalgam, so to speak, mm. of a bunch of other different belief systems, kind of like rolled into one in one of those cool mm. foil balls that uh, I think Pee Wee Herman made in in that in in the uh in the Pee Wee herman show i don't know if, if anybody here just knows what i'm talking about but you know he'd be like ah you know thanks for the fireball and then he would have this big foil but i'd probably i should just stop i'm gonna stop well the interesting thing though is you're, you're on a pretty good track there is that you got the haitian voodoo we got the west african vodun we've got the louisiana voodoo but there's also cuban voodoo and Dominican voodoo, oh, no. which were both developed in the Spanish Empire. <sighs> we also have um, uh, Kendomble Jeje. I think I said that right. If I, I don't, my Brazilian is non-existent, so it's a complete <laughs> guesswork here. He's not it's Brazilian, Brazilian voodoo. He's not Brazilian. Um, and uh, Tambor de Mina, or de Mina, again, Brazilian, that developed in northern Brazil. So you've got like Again, seven different forms of voodoo, all influenced by different cultures mixed in. Um, the Haitian and the Louisiana and the West African uh, are the closest in similarity, I think, because there's kind of a, a succession in there. But Louisiana and and Haitian voodoo are both distinct in that they're both Creole as well. So they picked up the the French Creole kind of kind of language into them. Um, so it's an interesting, really wide range of beliefs that are all tied together by some very basic threads. Very true. Very true. And see, um, I, and honestly, the whole uh, religions picking up other stuff from other belief systems is not too far removed from our very own uh, Christianity itself mm-hmm. uh, actually takes um, – beliefs from uh pagan such or pagan things mm-hmm. like when you know when mm-hmm. i celebrate christmas you could ask this guy christmas for me is you come over miles it's gonna be great we're gonna have fun we're gonna celebrate yule because that's what it is essentially but i don't um i can i can differentiate between the two you know uh because you know there's there's a lot of there's a lot of uh a lot of um I want to say evidence, but I'm sure somebody out there would get upset and be like, "Yeah, you can't prove it." But whatever, they can, they can go listen to another show. <laughs> but uh, the evidence points that that Christ Himself was not born in December; He was born in in June or July, based on on the seasons. 
but Christmas for me isn't isn't a religious experience. It's more of hey, a uh, being with family and friends and and and, and you know I, I lean more towards the pagan roots of Christmas. And me being German, I can, it kind of has a, a a bit of uh, mm. ancestry with me. So you know, um, and and you know Christianity incorporates that. You know, every religion incorporates bits and pieces from other belief systems. It just does. I mean, whether you like it or not, it it does that. Christmas did, uh, or Christmas does, you know, Halloween, you know, that's uh, All Hallows Eve, and that comes from something else, and, and so everything builds on, on, on other things, and, you know, voodoo was, 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 uh, was one of those belief systems that built on many different um, beliefs, and, and honestly, the whole Brazilian aspect, that might, they might have incorporated um, the natives in Brazil, more, you know, more incorporation of their beliefs. So you have this this belief system that is just like an amalgam of a whole bunch of different cultures and ideas and concepts, and it's a cool thing to me. I think it's a very this 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 voodoo episode for me was was kind of mm-hmm. like one of my favorite research topics because it was mm-hmm. really cool to actually sit down and read through the stuff and be like, wow, I didn't know that. I mean, when I went into this, I didn't uh, I didn't I wasn't like, man, we're doing voodoo. Uh, man, this is gonna be bad because voodoo's bad. I was just like, oh, this is cool. I, I get to learn more about something I've always kind of wanted to learn about, um, because I, I and there's I'm, more to it, way more to it. And there's even more to it than what we're able to present on the show because it's a two-hour show. But there's so many layers so, to it. Like you could spend two or three hours just talking about one aspect of it. Because I didn't even get into the fact of uh, so Spider talked about it um, at first. Um, let me let me let me pull this up real quick because I, I think this is cool to mention. But there was there was actually a uh, a Marie Lavu the second that Spider did not bring up, um, and uh, there was no like there was no direct absolute evidence of when she took the place of her mother. Um, it's just something that happened, and uh, you know it, it's it's crazy because you know you have two of these these queens of voodoo so to speak. And and that's just the surface. You know, there's still mm-hmm. so like you know, if if me and Spider we could spend what I think we talked in the in before, you know, to, to kind of say, hey, you know, if this show uh is is go- is wonky, we can spend another two or three weeks of episodes mm-hmm. easily. I mean we didn't you know, he got into the uh into the gris which I thought was cool, the gris gris. That was cool, you know. The, it, and I was like, because mm. that was a, that was a whole other thing I was going to talk about. But I'm like, man, if I start talking too much, um, the show's going to be over, and Spider's not going to have anything to say. <laughs> no, uh, but it's cool because you know uh, it, it this the and the the gris gris part talks about voodoo dolls, and you get into voodoo dolls, you get into all this mm-hmm. and that, and and uh, you know I I, I kind of wanted to, to to put voodoo in more of a a uh, a positive light you know what i mean because everybody already thinks it's you know um some evil thing where you know people sacrifice humans and you get the the goat's blood on you then you go out on a rampage and you see zombies and really it's summon just, up a zombie army right. and and all of the good stuff and and really it's all it is is just folks just trying to 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 do better in their life and trying to connect with their with their ancestors and and try to make the life work in their favor favor not flavor but mm. favor uh, and of course, folks, we're going to have people that are going to abuse it. Everybody abuses religion. It's yeah. what people do. But 
religion isn't a bad thing. It's not a horrible thing. I know a lot of people have to go, religion is caused of these wars. Not really. It's people that cause wars. It's 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 folks that take the religious aspects and they bend it and they twist it and they make people believe certain aspects of it and then they force that on people and they force people to go to war when, you know, with voodoo, it's just like, you know, it, it's it's more of how to take care of your everyday life for some folks. Now, me, I'm not a voodoo practitioner. I'm, I don't... I don't think I would do well with the whole animal sacrifice thing, to be perfectly honest with you. But at the same time, mm. I mean, voodoo to me, it's it's not it's not some big evil force that's that's corrupting everybody and their brother. It's just it's just the way some people have to get through their lives, and you know that's understandable. True, true stuff. And there, there are when you go to New Orleans, you're you are still going to find because that's the closest spot from here that you can actually go and see some real voodoo. Um, there's uh, there's gonna be people who are just gonna be street hawkers and they're just gonna be trying to sell you. Oh yeah, I got these bones from the saint of whatever, and the Loa will right. inhabit the bones, eh? And it's from his chicken wings, like two hours ago that he got at BW3. You know? <laughs> yeah, so you know you're gonna get that because people do that kind of thing. People do that here. People mm-hmm. do that there. Right. And this that's actually a thing that's been around a while. The the relic trade, quote unquote has been around for several hundred years. I mean, people like Easy. always used to go back to the Middle Ages and be like, oh, I've got the finger bone of St. Patrick right here, and it's so great. Wait, that wait, heal wait, 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 wait. Whose accent is that? What ancient accent is that? Not somebody from that country, which illustrates <laughs> my point, because, you know, they wouldn't even be from the same country. And uh, <laughs> see, my, my poor choice of accents came in handy for this joke. Very poor. And... Um, they sell you a well bone and it ends up being like a sheep bone or something like that and it never right. did anything. But you're going to keep it in the little grid on your wall because it could be this, the bone of St. Patrick well, and it I mean, might help. We do it today and it's not really – I mean uh, you have these, these pastors on TV that, that sell their quote-unquote prayer cloths. They might wipe their mm. forehead with it and, and you know Jesus is going to come and bless you because you got this prayer cloth. Send $199 to the – Pastor make rip you all fund, you know. So I mean, and you get a brief bucket, right? Right. You get a you get his bucket that he that he washes his car with. He sends you a free bucket. Um. So yeah, I mean, the relic trade is probably one of the biggest and oldest trades in in human history. I mean, you know, a lot of people say the oldest trade is something else, but mm. uh, you know, as long as people have been dying and living. And living and dying, that relic trade is is booming through the roof. You know, I mean, let, let's be honest here. You got some girl out in, I think, England that's selling her bath water. I mean, come on, man. What's going on? <laughs> What's really going on with society right now that you're buying somebody's the old bath water? The toast pictures, the toast pictures of saints, they go on tour. People pay to go see the toast with the image of of, of Jesus, Jesus in on. it, right, it's right, like, right. Oh man, come on! Now the only he's thing... not gonna be toast. Oh man! Sometimes I wonder because because I, I I personally believe that God has a sense of humor. I wonder if He does that sometimes just to see what people would do. Like I'm gonna put my face <laughs> on this toast. What are you gonna do? Oh, you're going too far with this. It was just a joke. Come on. Now the sh- the the shroud of Turin is a very interesting archaeological find. That one has mm. kind of got me a little like, okay, what's going on with that? Don't know. Yeah, I mean, there's some interesting ones out there. That uh, I mean, stuff that's that's 
in museums as possible real relics and things because people have gone over them and looked over them and can't find a they can't outright find anything that, that points to them being a hoax or anything like that. Right. That's the interesting stuff. It's the stuff that really has no history that you can back up. It's just like, oh, yeah, I was there when they strung up old Jim Bob, and uh, he was a saint, so I, I cut <laughs> off his toe and I preserved it, Jim and uh, here's the pieces of it, and uh, here you go. You're going to have good luck forever. <laughs> Jim Bob. 3000 bucks for St. Jimbo. St. Jim Bob. <laughs> was he known as St. Jimbo Bob. Was he, Jimbo was, Bit Bob Ryan. Was he known as Jimbo to his buddies? <laughs> <laughs> Did he turn water into PBR? <laughs> hey. Sorry. Sorry, Lord. I'm sure God's like, that's not funny, but it's kind of funny. <laughs> so. St. Jimbo's like, I told y'all they'd remember when I did that there. I told you, God. I told you. Ah, yikes. I'm just going to, if you hear a lightning strike, I'm good. Just a little crispy. Just, <laughs> hey, you know, if we haven't been smoked so far, I think we're in pretty good shapes. Um, oh, if you want to harken back to episode seven, that's right. Episode seven. We're on 45, man. We've been doing like, a, a you know, man. Wow. That's, you know, that's 38 episodes, I believe ago. That's 38 episodes. This is back in the, on the 11th of October, 2018 guys we're coming up on a one-year anniversary for the show and that mm-hmm. one year will be on the 30th of august so we'll I, th- I think we're gonna do something special for that 30th episode maybe we'll do another like what retrospective or not like a retrospective but like just like a half fun like we did with uh with one with the one of our with our episode where we came back um mm-hmm. fresh and clean um off the off the off the network there and uh, I think we'll do something for our, our year episode. We we should, we might be we might even just kind of skip doing the radio and do another uh, another Facebook Live thing, which was cool. Like I had a lot of fun doing that, so maybe we'll do that for our, for our episode. But episode seven, we talked about ancient relics. So go ahead when this one is over, mind you, not like mm. don't do it right now, but you should do it when in you in thirty minutes, twenty nine minutes. <laughs> you should hearken back to our episode seven and be like, I'm going to listen to that seventh episode those boys put out. And man, I love it. It's good. It's, it's ancient relics. I think we get into, uh, what was that thing I talked about where it was like the, it was like a, it was like a vial or something, not a vial, but it was yeah. like a decanter and it had that dude's blood in mm-hmm. it. And yeah. it was like fro, it was like coagulated. But then on, on that day of the year, if it didn't, if it actually like, turn back into blood nothing bad would happen but if it didn't then something bad would happen so i mean that's uh that's that's a that's a relic that we talked about and if you guys hey if you aren't in the know you got to get in the know so for for uh for episode seven we talked about that you know so go back yep. i, I want to see the numbers for episode seven go through the roof <laughs> um, I want to see him fly up there because episode seven was a good one. Now, pardon us because we were with the good old fashioned Google Hangouts, and it was not good or old fashioned. It was trash and trash fashioned. <laughs> I know somebody at Google's <laughs> like, you know what? When I'm done listening into their conversations, they're gonna. Get it. <laughs> I'm gonna tell my Google assistant to send them a bad cake. I don't want a bad cake. Me neither. I mean, what are you going to do with it? It's a bad cake. Throw it at him. 
<laughs> Drop it off at Area 51. <laughs> so, but yeah, I you know, that's, uh, like I said, have respect for other people's belief systems. You know, as long as they're not hurting you or um, doing you any harm, you know. Like like we said, if you're gonna go to New Orleans, New Orleans, and you're gonna you're gonna traipse around and, and have fun, be careful. Don't be a jerk, okay? Because if you're a jerk, we're not gonna tell you that. Uh, we're not gonna we're not gonna give you a shout out if you're a jerk. But if you're a good person mm-hmm. and you're like, hey, I got some information. Oh, okay, cool, cool. So good stuff, good stuff. Good got day. about a half hour left. Nope, about twenty seven minutes. Yeah. Yeah, we're just about finished with this one. Got a lot of good voodoo talk in there. A lot of good voodoo talk. Man. Who'd have thunk that voodoo would be like such an interesting uh, um, uh, uh, topic, you know? Is that what I sounded like right now? George Bush over there. Oh, uh, whatever, Jimbo. Patron saying you gonna the pretzel too. What'd you say? <laughs> what was that? I was going to ask you if you were going to choke, choke on a pretzel. Uh, did he choke on a pretzel? He did. He choked on a pretzel. Oh. But did he die? I though? mean, it wasn't. No, no, it wasn't yeah. pregnant, though. He he was he was all right. <laughs> Anybody that was listening has long since turned us off. How do oh, you go from uh, to presidents choking on pretzels? Oh, man. Some, some more uncanny news. Um... We will be at, let me make sure I get the date right for this one. That is my accent. I don't know what accent it is, but I'm going to give you that accent. Um, and it did not show up, so I'm going to pull up the date. Um, and Okay, so September, I think it was the 13th. A week after the Flatwoods Monster Festival, we will be at the Canton Palace Theater to see Seth Breedlove's next uh, film, Momo the Missouri Monster. So That's we're right. gonna, we're going to be there up. live, and we might even do like mm-hmm. a, a Facebook live. Uh, not while the, the, the movie's playing, obviously. I don't think you'd appreciate that very much. That'd be horrible. <laughs> we'll just turn the camera and start bootlegging. It. <laughs> We're horrible people, but whatever. Um, but we're gonna be there, uh, you know, just just kind of just kind of watching the movie and see what's going on because those folks put out some good stuff, and I, I'm curious to see uh, how this one ends because I think so far, man, they had some really good. Uh, they had that really good, um, uh, the Beast of Bray Road, and I was really impressed with that. Mm-hmm. I was like, wow, that's really they oh, yeah. did that really well. Um, yeah, for the first one that I'd ever seen from the, I hadn't seen any of their other work before, and you had seen some of their other work, and I haven't, I and uh, and I thought it was good. I was really impressed. It was actually kind of it was like a horror film, oddly enough. It felt like an mm-hmm. like we were there like to see an actual movie, um, not and not a documentary, so to speak. So I thought that was really cool. I was like, oh, that's really awesome. They're actually doing a sort of uh, a documentary, and and and. Uh, and that was cool. Like I was, I was really just, I was blown away by, uh, by how well they did on it too. Like from from for being a, uh, a basically an independent film company, you know, out of Wadsworth, mm-hmm. Ohio, they did a really well, a really nice job on the cinematography on that one. 
So they did. Yeah, that was cool. Um, but yeah, Friday, September thirteenth at the Canton Palace Theater, we will be there. So I hope you, I hope you folks are ready. I hope you folks are prepared. I know some of you are like, oh, again, they're doing that again. <laughs> they're going to see another Seth Breedlove. Is Seth Breedlove paying them to go see his films? No, he is not. Seth, we are going to get there early this time. Yes. Seth, you can slide me that 10 grand right when I walk in. No, no. <laughs> but, uh, but uh, you know, funny thing, I'm reading it here. It said uh, a lot of the movie was shot in Stark, Tuscarora, and Coshocton County. Yeah. Or the narrative portion. Oh, Mary right here. That's so. pretty oh, cool. Oh, Mary actually. right here. It's pretty cool. I think Spider is the, the Missouri monster. Well, I've never been to Missouri, though, so. Have you, though? Maybe that's the twist. That's that's the mystery that we all face. That's the twist. (laughs) The Missouri monster isn't even from Missouri. Hey, he's from Star County. (laughs) Hey man. Hey man. Oh, um, I also wanted to touch on something too that I thought was funny. Um, so I think it's in Florida. I am. Let me. Let me. Uh, let me. Let me see here because this this is something I thought was hilarious. Um, oh, I'm sorry. Tennessee, Tennessee, not Florida, Tennessee. Uh, people are flushing methamphetamines down the toilet <laughs> in large enough quantities that has become an environmental hazard for the wildlife. Gators, not like an isolated incident. No, <laughs> gators are ingesting this methamphetamine because it, like Spider said, it is causing an environmental hazard and becoming meth fueled gators. Now, if you've ever played Fallout, okay, the creatures in Fallout are mutated forms of other creatures. I think Deathclaws were like, uh, I think they said the the Komodo dragon or something like that. It was a a lizard and it created like a a hybrid man lizard thing. Now, folks, I don't need to tell you what meth does to folks. I think we've all seen the Dateline or if not, we've seen we've seen shows, right? Imagine an alligator, okay, hepped up on meth, rampaging. It's hard enough to kill the gator as it is. Now you want to feed it meth. Tennessee (laughs) (coughs) or or Jim Bob, Jim Bob's family, or whoever's making meth down in Tennessee, stop flushing meth down the toilet. Take your jail And I wanted this story to be like, I wanted this story to be fake, too. I was like, oh, man, no, this has got to be fake news. It's got to be just some viral thing. But it's it's real news. It's real I'm news. I'm just like, really? It's They're that actual, bad down there? Yes, it's oh, actual fact. Man. And I'm like, do you know what a meth-fueled gator would do to a person? Do you not understand? This isn't, like, gators are pretty calm for the most part until you invade their territory and then they get a little rambunctious on you. But for mm-hmm. the most part, gators... They don't go out looking for trouble. Now, a meth field gator is going to go out looking for trouble. Okay? <laughs> Take your jail sentence like a big boy or girl. Stop flushing your drugs down the toilet, dum-dums. Jeez, people. <coughs> and that's your public service announcement for tonight. That's right. Public Oddly service announcement. Very important. Meth field gators. See. Do you believe that? I didn't believe it. Like you, I wanted it to be faked. I was like, that's fake. Meth gators, stop. It's not real. And then I'm like, it is real. It's real. It's actually a real. I just kind of shook my head like, 
humanity, you're going down the drain. You were you were already, but this just I mean, this is a new this is a new low for us. Not us as radio <laughs> hosts. Because we could definitely get lower than this, but uh, in terms of humanity, that's a big old fat L. Roger that ten four L. Like, and they're hyper aggressive. So aggressive is one thing, right? Hyper aggressive. These gators are going to go out looking for trouble. Okay, they're all hepped up on meth. So good luck shooting one and him not still coming after you. Okay, <laughs> you dumb dumbs. <clears throat> Somebody out there is like, I was going to listen to their show, but now I'm cooking meth. Now I'm not going to listen to it anymore. Oh, good. Man. Good. <laughs> don't. I don't want your kind listening to my show, any our show anyways. You jerks. Making meth gators. Come on, man. Like the, That's one animal I don't want to be on meth. Okay. It sounds like some kind of like supervillainy kind of thing for like a mid grade supervillain. That's like not like the, the really like high end ones, but one of those mid grade ones that just wants to pump stuff with chemicals to mutate them. Like oh the, the mutated gators will pump the drugs in the system and then they'll take over Metropolis. It almost sounds like a story that that's how Killer Croc. Watch that new Batman with the dude from Twilight. Killer Croc's gonna be a meth gator. Watch, watch, watch. Some dude named... I don't want to watch. I don't either. <laughs> I don't either. So. But yeah, voodoo. We've, we've talked about it tonight. I just voodoo, to that's right. I wanted to get the meth gator thing out of the way. So uh, so let's talk about some media that focuses on, uh, on voodoo, things in popular culture. Well, yeah, we've got that because that's down in, you know... I mean, Tennessee isn't really voodoo territory, no, but is, I guess... And it, you know, at first I thought it was Florida, so I got my states mixed up here. But it's Tennessee, of all places. Like, what are you doing? What are you doing, Tennessee? I'm not going to move there if you're just going if you're going to act like that. But, uh, but uh, <coughs> let's talk some pop culture stuff. And since I already mentioned it once, um, I'll talk about uh, Dead Island, which is a, a zombie apocalypse kind of game, but not an apocalypse over the whole planet, just a particular Caribbean islands. Um, which are uh, which are known for voodoo and things like that. Mm-hmm. So, part of the storyline involves uh, voodoo ritual and things like that, and some some tribes people in the in the jungle and that kind of thing, and and various tests being done on them that releases the virus that creates the zombies and and all that kind of good stuff. So, and there's a terrible, terrible, terrible hip hop song that opens the that opens the game. It's terrible not because like it's just not. Not because it's a bad song, but because the chorus is just really dumb. <laughs> it's just really, really dumb. <laughs> but one of the characters you can play in the game is the one singing the song. So if you want to watch that as the game opens, it's about voodoo. <laughs> and it's it's uh it's got a good beat to it, and it's almost kind of like a good like some of it's good, the verses are okay, but then that chorus is just oh man. I make fun of it all the time. I'm always like voodoo, because it's hilarious. Yeah, Dead Island. On uh, it's been remastered for modern consoles. It was on the previous generation for uh, Xbox 360 and PlayStation 3, but you can also play it now, remastered on PlayStation 4 and Xbox One. Now they're supposed to make a second one, aren't they? <clears throat> yeah, yeah, they're working on another one right now. I, now I've heard it was in limbo. Is it still being a thing, or is it like in? in like... I don't. I haven't heard about it for a long time. I I heard it was still something that was going to be made, but you know, 
can't guarantee it until I actually see. Even if you see footage, you still can't guarantee it until the game is actually going to be right. out. Until it's sitting on a shelf for nineteen ninety nine. Another one. Another. This is an Xbox original. Uh, and it's actually about a voodoo doll, and it's called Voodoo Vince. And this was released back in uh, 2003 for the original Xbox, not the Xbox 360 or the Xbox One, the original Xbox, which was a fantastic system. I really enjoyed that one. Um, but Voodoo Vince uh, stars a voodoo doll, and obviously his name is Vince. And uh, he can perform jump, punch, and spin attacks. And he can use voodoo powers. And now the player can get these powers by finding these special, like, voodoo uh, icons that are just, they're all over the game. And um, he uses voodoo powers to destroy enemies. And and, uh, and actually, in an odd enough twist, voodoo powers actually hurt Vince as well. Because he's a voodoo doll. So, you know, and and it was actually, and in, in Spider Speaks About Remasters, this one was remastered mm-hmm. too, and it is on the Xbox One and PC right now. And it was released on uh, April 18th, 2017. So um, I don't really remember this one much from uh, from the original days because I was too busy playing KOTOR or the, the first two Halos. So this one kind of slipped under my radar, but I, radio, radar, it's been slipping under my radar. It's slipping under my <laughs> radar, not radar. Jeez. Um, but, uh, but yeah, yeah, Voodoo Vince. Definitely might check it out on the remastered side, depending on the price tag. But, uh, but yeah, it sounds really interesting. It sounds like a really uh, interesting, interesting game. <clears throat> Um, another uh, another on the list here that I looked up here. I have not seen this yet. I'm kind of unsure of whether I want to or not, but uh, but let's all dive into it here. Um, there's a film from 1995 called Voodoo, and the reason I'm on the fence about it is it uh, it stars the um, the ever strange Mr. Corey Feldman. That um, sounds weird. But this is 95, so he's still you know a younger guy. He's still I guess the child star kind of and stars as a youth who must contend with a voodoo cult. It was a straight to video, straight to VHS movie. Yikes. So, I mean, if you got some popcorn and you're just looking to have a laugh night, that's probably what it is. But, um, Corey Feldman and, uh, Maury Ginsburg's in it. And, uh, Jack Nance, there's a bunch of other names that probably no one's ever heard of. <laughs> it sounds like you're just <laughs> making up random names. And Phil Jackson and Mike uh, Telepka, he's in it. Um, and you're just making up random names. <laughs> so yeah, so there's there's voodoo, there's zombies, there's all the kind of like cliche kind of kind of you know overdone uh, hallmarks of of how most people view voodoo here in the United States. So if you're interested in something particularly schlocky. It looks like Voodoo from 1995 is your bet. It was also released in DVD in 97, so you can probably find old copies somewhere, or it's probably downloadable somewhere on the internet. Um, going back into games, one of my favorite all-time games, a platformer by the name of Sly Cooper and the Thievius Raccoonus, 
uh, a game that is on the PlayStation 2 and then was remastered for the PlayStation 3 as the uh, the Sly Cooper trilogy um, of the first three games. Now, in the first game, Sly Cooper and the Thievius Raccoonus, there's an actual third level that is uh, headed by the Ms. Ruby, who is an alligator, or a crocodile. I have to see her again. It's been a while. But she's the voodoo priestess. And she plans to use a ghost army to get back um, everyone that rejected her as a child. So people who bullied her or treated her bad. She wants to get her ghost army and go after them. And uh, during her stages, because it's, uh, it's, it's kind of like um, with Sly Cooper, you go to an area... And then you branch off in that area to different missions and you do different things and you find the clue bottles and stuff. But in this one, um, you're in, in Haiti. You're in the Haitian jungle. And you break you break uh, candles and you fight ghosts and you fight spirits. And they're probably Loa. And so you do all that. And then you end up fighting Ms. Ruby. And Ms. Ruby has like a... a when you fight her, it's not your traditional running and fighter. You have to do kind of a, uh, I want to say a dance dance revolution because she'll shoot out the PlayStation controller icon, circle, X, triangle, square in a series of, of uh, rhythm challenges. And you have to answer that back with the, with the you know, if she hits X, 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 you got to hit X, X, X in the same cadence as she did. Then you get to get close to her and hit her. Um, solid game, one of the greatest, if not the greatest platformers of all time. The whole series, mm. I, I really enjoyed it. Um, there was a fourth, uh, Thieves in Time, I think was the name of the fourth one. Um, it didn't get as much love as, as some of the other ones did, but I'm hoping they make a new one for the PlayStation, either four or the, or the upcoming five. But, uh, but Sly Cooper and the Thievius Raccoonus. Um, is out now on PlayStation 3. It's probably in their store, and you can go pick it up uh, at your local um, retro game store for probably $10 um, for a copy for the PS2. Uh, Sly 2 was good. Uh, Sly 3 was fantastic. And it, it stars a raccoon. That's that's the uh, the main character for the, the whole series because raccoons are, are thieves. Um, you know, if anybody's ever went camping, the first thing you got to do is keep your cooler <laughs> locked up because they will break into your cooler and steal your food. Um, but yeah, Sly Cooper, Thievius Raccoonus, PlayStation, go play it today. Good stuff. And uh, another thing that we mentioned this evening, if you're into those old classic James Bond films, this one's an older one. I don't remember the date right off the bat. I believe it's from the 80s or maybe the super late 70s. Uh, Live and Let Die with Roger Moore. And uh, it's my favorite Bond film because it's just ridiculous. Uh, there's like a boat chase. 73, 73. On that one. 73, yep. So earlier than I thought, but still pretty good. Um, mm-hmm. There was a, there's a boat chase. There's car chases. There's a, a, this big redneck sheriff who just repeatedly gets made a fool of because he's a redneck sheriff. And <laughs> um, it has a guy dressed up as Baron Samedi throughout the course of the film with one half his face painted white, one half painted black. Uh, gets real deep into the voodoo uh, symbolism and things like that, and uh, just a good, and and the the theme song is from Paul McCartney and Wings, which is far superior to the Guns and Roses cover version. Though I like later. the Guns and Roses and cover version, oddly enough, it's not bad. It's no, not bad. I like the original better, but uh, I've never really been a fan of Axl Rose particularly. So yeah, me either. But so, 
that's got nothing to do with voodoo. No, the film, <laughs> the film is pretty good. It's hilarious. It's my favorite. Um, that's the one with the little kid trying to sell the the elephants and things, the elephant statues uh-huh. uh, to tourists in the boats. So all, all kinds of just hilarious moments plus action because it's a Bond film. Plus you get the voodoo angle and everything like that, which is pretty well re- represented actually. The voodoo stuff is used as a cover by the villains, but some of the real voodoo stuff is actually pretty well represented. So pretty decent film for the times. And, uh, and while it's not particularly about voodoo as a centerpiece, it does deal with it quite a bit. And if you're looking to actually play as Mr. Baron Samedi, you can, uh, against your friends in the Nintendo 64 classic classic Goldeneye, uh, the James Bond game based off of the movie Goldeneye, has a fantastic multiplayer, one of the greatest first-person uh, local multiplayer games ever. Uh, and you could be Baron Samedi, but if you're Odd Job, I'm not going to play with you because <laughs> Odd Job is is a jerk, and you're a jerk if you play as Odd Job. <laughs> but you can play as Baron Samedi, and there's even like a, a level of his um, that that. Uh, that you get to play in and there's it's it's a fantastic game. I mean, it's anybody that that had a Nintendo 64. Uh I think had Bond. I don't know anybody that didn't have a 64 that didn't have Bond. That was the mm. first game that I got when I got a 64 was Bond. Popular party brought, game too because it oh had man, the split yeah. screen oh, and because people could do, it was one of the first systems you could do to to hook up to multiple systems right. and multiple TVs and mm. do like LAN party kind of stuff. Yep, sure did. Sure did. And it had four slots. For four controllers. Mm-hmm. The only way you could do that on a PlayStation is if you had the multi-tap. I never had the multi-tap because I didn't have any friends. <laughs> <laughs> now, um, uh, GoldenEye was just was a, was a really fun game, and uh, I definitely recommend it to anybody. I mean, I think it's I think you can get it relatively cheap um, if you get the cartridge by itself. I don't know what it goes for these days, but um, but yeah, uh, GoldenEye. Uh, for the Nintendo 64, and I believe they remade that game for the 360 and the PS3. And I don't know if it has Baron Samedi in it. I'm not 100% sure on that one because I, I, a lot of times with remade games, they're not always good as the original. In this case, this was one of them that was not as good as the original. Um, but I, it, because I, I ended up picking it up, but I only played like the first level, and I didn't really get into the multiplayer very much, so... Because it just—it's not the same, you know. You, you try to go back to it, but it's not the same. So, uh, Goldeneye for the Nintendo sixty-four. Pick it up today. All right, and I think that about does it. I think that's, that's all it. we got. That's it. I don't have anything else. I don't think I have anything else. No, I don't. Oh, let me find some voodoo in my back pocket. There we go. There's some there's, voodoo. There's some. There's some more voodoo. Um. So hopefully this episode turned out all right for all you folks out there with the weird like recording and then not recording. I don't know what was going on with that one. That was a little that kind of threw me for a loop. Uh, also, I will actually play the um, end song tonight. I know I did not do that last week for our guest Noah Frank, so I apologize for that one. Um, and next week we're going to have another topic. I don't know what it's going to be yet. And what we might do is if you haven't head on over to uh, our Facebook group, this uncanny earth, join up today. I might put a poll up, put a couple options up and let you folks Mm. decide what we talk about next week. Um, I don't, 
I don't think we the only uh, the only guest we have lined up is James uh, Creechbaum, and that's going to be on August twenty second. So you folks have more than a month to get ready for that one. That's going to be a fantastic uh, interview. We're really excited to, to speak with him. Um, other than that, I don't. Unless Spider has something he wants to say about next week. I mean, I don't know. No, for the moment, I mean, we're just going to play by ear, and we're just going to throw some ideas back and forth, and um, and get that all figured out uh, next week. Um, it's not that week, but the Monday after is when the shirts are supposed to get there. So next week might do a lot of talking about the shirts. Oh, we're going to do an unboxing for the shirts, too. I, I definitely yep. want to do that to just kind of be like, hey, yeah. they're here. Get yours today. So, Which is we'll going to have... be tough because since they're coming in on a Monday, we have to wait till like <laughs> I can get out there on a Thursday or Friday. So he's yeah. going to have to like sit on that box and just be like, oh, man, I know they're in here. Right. I want to open it up and have a lookity look, but I can't have a lookity look. So, um. But yeah, so get ready for that. Um, we're going to try to get those to you as soon as possible. Um, and anybody that, as soon as, as soon as I can, or as soon as uh, we can, we'll have that link up. Um, yep. It'll be a particular link, especially linked to, to PayPal, so that uh, you can click that, put in your information, and um, and get everything set. And we'll, and we'll get that shirt out to you as soon as we can. Um, mm-hmm. Uh, it, it, international folks will have to work through some hoops on that one because international shipping is kind of a pain in the butt. I've had mm-hmm. to deal with that before. It's not the funnest thing to do, but we'll make sure if you folks internationally um, uh, get a shirt, we'll make sure you get one too. Um, we'll just have to work out some shipping information uh, between between us. Other than that, though, I mean, all, all the U.S. folks, your shipping is pretty much good, um, but the international stuff gets to be a little bit pricey, so we'll... Uh, yep. We'll discuss that with you personally, you know. Um, also, by then the Patreon will be live, so our members can uh, member up and uh, have some great stuff in store for them. And uh, that's really it. I don't, unless I got some voodoo just sitting around here, but I don't think I have any more left. I think I used it on this episode. I'll have to check. I don't know. I'm gonna save some just in case. I'll save some voodoo for next time. Put some in your pocket. That's right. Okay, well, uh, we already our final thoughts. We pretty much said during the voodoo episode itself, so we don't really have mm-hmm. to do the final thoughts. So, as always, why be boring when you can be uncanny? We will see you next week. That's right. Have a good night. <laughs>